Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Another milestone episode means another whatcha as your hosts break down what they've been getting down with on Normies Like Us. This is gonna be fun. Perhaps we should perform this operation somewhere else. I say go for it. You're a low-level novice and you better get your being treated like one. And I also remember you telling me that this team could benefit if I just humbled myself. Yeah, shrunk the ego a little bit. Perhaps it's time you took the same advice. You heard it up top. We have hit it again. That's right. Another big number here on Normies Like Us means we're going to do a special episode where your hosts just relax and talk about what they've been loving and hit y'all with some recommendations. And let's meet those hosts, because it's us. That's right. Your host, uh, Colin. Yeah, and just normal normal Michael. Mike here. Yeah. Hum- human Mike. Uh-huh. And normal human Jacob. That's right. Hello, normies. <laughs> Hello, normies. 260 Hi. episodes. Maui, wow. 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 What, what a, a milestone. Uh-huh. We're getting closer to 300. That's... um. That's yeah, what we're getting million dollars to one something big for <laughs> Yeah, so stay Wow. Tuned. We're going to put the secret code word in each episode, and whoever yep. finds all the code words will get a great. That's right. You can either get a million dollars or you guest appear on an episode. Uh-huh. The choice is yours. I mean, that's a pretty big choice right there. One or is we priceless. Shout you out on air. <laughs> that's right. One just, is priceless. But yeah, we're excited to do the Watcha. You know, we finished our. Um, a uh, year and a half long mission of watching all the Star Trek feature films last week. And, uh, you know, that wasn't our only mission during that time. And so we're here to kind of wrap up some of the odds and ends, the errata, the other stuff that we've uh, been checking out, uh, you know, playing, gaming, I don't know, reading, streaming. Well, we're going to get to all of it, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's fun to do a watch you. And it's always good to have another milestone. So, yeah. Do we just jump right into it? Jump into the watch. Let's do it. Jump in after this intro, short and sweet. We're back here on Normies Like Us doing a watch. Yeah, we're like we said, we're gonna relax, we're gonna chat. Um, real quick, I'm gonna answer. A listener question, believe this or not, I, I got okay. this text off pod from a uh, former guest, Allie, what up, what up, who what said, up, what up? hey, did y'all do a, a secret invasion episode? Um, oh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start with a little TV here real quick, and, and I just want to wrap this up, and we'll, we'll include this and say, we didn't. No. Um, I believe we all watched it. Mike, did you not watch it? I have not watched it. Uh, I thought okay. I was the only person who did watch it here. Yeah. Right. Well, I, so, well, here's a, and, you watched but it. Jacob, you watched the whole thing. I did. Okay. I watched, I think, two episodes and a bunch of clips, including something you shared at the end that completely blew my mind. But all yes. this to say, we kind of missed it timing wise. And then quality did not deem this worthy of an episode. No, yeah. unfortunately, I started, you know, it started okay. I was a little into it to start. And then by the end of it, I was like, uh, not great, not great. So, no. And I think a lot of people agreed with the, I mean, the last episode 
its rating on uh, Metacritic or whatever is like the lowest, one of the lowest MCU ratings of anything. So yeah, um, people did not like the final episode of this show. Yeah, and I've been out on some of the MCUs. You know, I was getting fatigued. Even the, like I'm an Ant Man liker, and I was even like, "Damn, dude, Ant Man three. I'm kind of tired now." So oh, yeah. I, I ever watched She Hulk or some of those other shows that you guys watch, and you guys enjoyed that, from what I understand. Right, this and we didn't really talk about She Hulk either, did we? No, I guess that's true. Here's the thing. That's what's interesting, Jacob. On the back end side, to be fully transparent with our listeners. Marvel episodes used to do very well for our podcast. People mm-hmm. would come in and sort of like check those out. Now we can kind of afford to be like, do we want to skip this one? So that's Which kind of an interesting yeah. state of affair for them. Yeah. Well, some that of the TV, the streaming fair. Yeah. I thought Secret Invasion was going to be like a big deal, but um, really weird. Like, I don't know, just a wasted opportunity kind of. She-Hulk, I actually did like. I think that's, that a was lot. actually a really good show. It got a lot of hate online too, so I'm kind of surprised. But um, yeah, I was a big fan Captain of Captain Marvel's coming up. Will we do an episode mm. on that? Yeah, that's I thought the trailer the trailer looked fun for that, but ultimately, I think it'll be a pretty forgettable movie. Um, but it looks fun. It's the shortest MCU movie ever at like an hour. Oh. 37 minutes or that something so really i kind of like actually. that yes <laughs> yeah. yes mike i'm with you how do they do a 90 page script yeah geez right um, and the idea of the powers transferring i'm not sure how that's going to articulate so I'm, I'm intrigued by the weird hook and if it's an hour and a half maybe you could talk me into it but yeah the, the, the we shows, not me we did not do a kamala khan episode we, i haven't no, watched Miss marvel either yeah that's another show i've not skipped. seen that uh i think it's like teen this, Aimed at a teen demographic, though. So, what's you know. interesting about Secret Invasion is that it's kind of a sequel to the first Captain Marvel mm-hmm. with the scrolls and everything, but it's also kind of a sequel to, um, just like Endgame and stuff and Avengers. Um, Avengers, and it's just a. I mean, it's a Nick Fury centered show, uh, mm-hmm. and but it was just kind of I don't know. It's weird, a year too show. old for this shit show. And, you know, yeah. like I like that in a lethal weapon movie that's like an hour and a half long or two hours long. But like, what, six, seven episodes? What is it? Too much. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and last it's... time we saw him, he was chilling like on a beach chair in space. And now he's fucking sure. tired of it. Like... Well, that's yeah. He's been in the space station for a long time. Right. Comes back to Earth because there's this whole skull scroll problem that he was kind of created as as a younger man um mm. but i it had this whole spy thriller vibe that it wanted to go for but i thought it could even have leaned harder into that and by the end of it i was just it was just falling flat to me and like some of the big moments that were supposed to be like big moments just just fell flat for me like spoiler alert for the first episode uh maria hill dying um oh, wow yeah that could have been like you finally get a show centered around nick fury and maria hill dies in the first episode i just thought that was kind of weird i'm at your grave yeah i mean she's been in the you know in that universe for how many years let's just uh you know usually just nick fury's assistant or whatever but (laughs) uh, (laughs) and i thought you know it had a good cast like it had a really stacked cast for some reason you had olivia coleman Mm -hmm. you had uh don Cheadle. you know you had these big actors clark Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Uh, yes, yes. And, and I don't know. Just waste arm. opportunity. 
and Makes Batista's you, yeah. arm. Well, that's if the moment. You, that, uh, if you haven't that's, seen I've this seen that clip going on social Jacob media, so I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, please, you have to watch this thing. Well, yeah. it's basically the worst Dragon Ball fight you've ever seen in your life. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, that's supposed to be like this cool episode. moment where they're like cycling through all these Avengers and villain powers that they've absorbed. Um, and it just could not have like fallen flatter for me. And there's a shot yeah. where, yeah, Amelia Clark flexes her arm and it's Batista's arm and it just looks really Drax's arm, yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that. That's all I needed to see. So I did not, uh, and it's, it's a bummer because it's such a beloved comic run, the secret invasion arc, uh, you know, from what and it's leading up in, to mm-hmm. secret wars, yeah, obviously secret wars, like, which is going to be like the big next uh, Avengers. all the movie, secrets. Right? So secret, yeah. but I did want to shout out. Kingsley Benadir, who was the villain mm. uh, in that, and also he was in Barbie as one of the Kens, mm-hmm. and um, I thought he was great as the villain. He just needed kind of better material to work with, maybe, um, but a really good presence. So, you know, he's someone to, to watch, I guess. That's a yeah. That's that's a difficult movie to look up the cast for. Like, wait, who played Barbie? No, not yeah. Who that, played who Ken? Played, right? Well, yeah, which one? Yeah. So, uh, but that, that's Barbie. Who played? I know we know it's Barbie. Played Allen. playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Good shout out. Um, yeah. So Secret Evasion, it seems like whatever of it you guys watched, you did not like. General people didn't like it. And I avoided it 100% because I was like, this is going to be bad. But I want to pivot to a show that I thought was going to be really bad. That actually turned out to be really good. Uh, and that's mm. a shout out to uh, Peacock original, Twisted Metal. Oh, oh yes, dude. So, Came Mike, this is... Yes, absolutely. And maybe another victim of timing, because this mm-hmm. this really became something that we all kind of mutually started texting each other about and being like, yo, I love this thing. And we yeah. just didn't get to an episode. So, yes, I, I love you shouting it out. Yeah, yeah. And this is like based on a video game. Twisted Metal started in the PS1 era. It's car combat, arcade style, you know, rockets and stuff, arena combat, crazy characters. So I'm like, how do you make this a TV show? And I think the way they did the writing and the character building and references to the game, I'm not in super, super familiar, but I would look up stuff like, wow, that's is from the game. And I would be pleasantly surprised by the amount of lore they included. And just to yeah. take that concept and make it work, there's like emotional moments. Like I would get a little misty here and there. Like I actually cared about the characters. It's funny. Uh, Samoa I, Joe and Will Arnett are working in perfect harmony. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What a cast. I get a little nervous when Anthony Mackie is the lead in stuff, mm-hmm. but I got to say, didn't mind him. This is, yeah, I, I was, would rather watch this than uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier again. Like, yes. I would watch this entire show again. I was watching this um, right before this episode, actually, because I was trying to finish the season so I could talk about it. And I didn't get all the way through, but I got... I, I was on the last episode, so I saw the beginning of the last episode. So I, I was surprised by how twisted metal that it actually gets, where they're by the ninth you episode, the they're stuff. in a situation where it's a bunch of cars mm-hmm. in an arena fighting each other. Yeah. You got Sweet Tooth there. You know what season two needs? Um, the only other specific like character or car from the game that I remember other than Sweet Tooth was that like it's like a guy that's like Axel standing dog. up yeah dog. and he's holding Axel. like two big Jacob, wheels on each of his, his arms, arms and wheels. yeah <laughs> low recommendation for Mike and I real quick finish that episode my oh man. Yeah, yeah does dude. he get a does he get a mention that's There's what I've been waiting for what season two yeah. is gonna be and it's it sure sounds fucking awesome <laughs> so but when this show started I was I was into it and I was like 
You know what? This reminds me of, well, this is what I would want like a fallout show or a post-apocalyptic show to be where it's like each community kind of has its own thing. It reminds me of uh, a game I mentioned uh, last week or the week for um, Mm -hmm. Wasteland, Wasteland 3, Mm -hmm. where it's a post-apocalyptic. You're going around to different communities. They each have their like quirks about them. There's one community that is like they worship this like giant statue of Ronald Reagan as like a god. So they're all like... 1980s reaganites and it's just and this show kind of has that quirky sense of humor to it uh that i would want in a fallout show and they actually are making a fallout show apparently so right uh right um with walton goggins and and some other actors so hopefully that'll be as good as this twisted metal show is who knows yeah yeah, every every little township is kind of loosely based on a, a character from the game so they all have a specific gimmick which is fun you know it's like you know it's like it's like warriors. Oh, these guys all dress in baseball yes. clothes. Like it's very yes, like yes. that. And then yes, um, I texted you guys and I said it's like fun. The Last of Us because it is about yes. like transporting a thing across right. dangerous territory. But it's just that's what Fallout should be. And you know? Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I was really surprised. So no spoilers or nothing. Just watch Twisted Metal, even if you've never played the yes. game. It's, it's delightful yeah. and enjoyable. And I didn't really know a lot of the references to the game, but I assumed like like Officer Stone. You know, mm-hmm. Thomas Hayden Church's character. I figured he was probably yes. a character, like a yeah. drove a police car or whatever. 100%. Yeah, the so, outlaw yeah. or whatever yeah. it's called. Now, I'm shocked here. Both of you guys weren't under these. I battle car games. You know, I know you guys have your soccer one now, but uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> this right, one, soccer. And we need that boy, cyber something else, not cyber sleds, which was a game I was into, but there were, I, I loved vehicle destroy each mm. other video games as a kid, right. especially twisted metal. I did play right. this game when I was a kid, but I would always play it at my friend's house who had PlayStation because yeah. I had Nintendo. Mm. Um, so I would go over to my friend's house. We play some twisted metal. We play some like rampage on the PlayStation, you know? Mm-hmm. So nice. good. Time. Mr. That's Grimm, always... the motorcycle. I want him too. I want Grimm and yeah. the motorcycle guy. Uh, that's another good one. But uh, yeah, I really can't uh, wait for season two once they pay everybody because the writers did a yeah. good job. Shout out to those. It's going to be a while. Everyone. Shout out to the Deadpool guys and the Zombieland guys. So it, it makes oh, sense. Uh, yeah. Rhett Miller, mm-hmm. or Rhett Reese and Stephen Miller, Phil Miller. I, I cannot remember their names, but uh, right. yeah, they're the creative team behind this. And shout yeah, out I mean, to Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys. That's right. Hey, Stu. A real character from the games. There's two. Mike and Stu. Stu. I did remember them as well. Yeah. They drive well, the car together. Uh, they Stephanie the, Beatrice. She is a yes. new character, I believe. Quiet mm. is new. Quiet. Evelyn yes. is a brand new car, but the car at the end is that they both get is from the games. I can't remember the name Road of it. Roadkill. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Um, that mm-hmm. F one kind of style car is also from the game. Twister. Like yes. Twister, yes. Correct. When they're yeah. saying their code names, like it's Twister time. I was like, I'm sure that's it. probably it's, from the game. It's twisting yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then she twists. Of course. Yeah, but it was fun. Gardner lady, the whole thing. So, yeah, I love to. I will say like Will Arnett, I thought he did fine. But, um, you know, Samoa Joe, he could have done the voice himself. He does voiceover work as well. So I thought, you know, they could have just stuck with his voice instead of combining his body with Will Arnett's voice. It does feel like one performance. But Samoa Joe has the charisma and ability to have done it, I think. Yeah, Yeah, he did a good job miming the motions of of things, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So shout out Twisted Metal. Great show. It Check big. it out. Peacock. Yeah, you got Original. one. Get on the Just cock. Just that and, and Poker We're Face. We're always telling you. Poker Face. Yep. Yeah. Only on the cock. 
Um, only on the cock. Only on yeah, the cock. Yeah, does anyone else want to shout something else? I want to go back to back. I have one more show that I've been watching, but I, I'm not in love with oh. it. Oh. So I'm not dying to talk about it. Well, Colin and mm-hmm. I have a show that we like to watch on Max, uh, and it deals with not racing, but maybe dun, a different dun, dun, sport, dun, 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 dun. a little oh. basketball. Um, okay. We're talking winning time, the story of the 1980s Lakers. Okay. Uh, you know, John C. Riley is Jerry Buss, the owner. Um, you have Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, the rest of the wacky cast of real people. So it's based on real life, but kind of heightened in a mm-hmm. sort of dramatic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> some of the real people, right uh, you know, have some <laughs> issues with. Yeah. Uh, right. Grab your hairline, Jacob, slick it back with some oil and <laughs> give me your best Jack Nicholson impression because it's showtime and right. uh, do your best Pat Riley, too, because like, look, here's the thing. Well, we watch this show. <laughs> OK, put your converse on. Uh-huh. Yeah. We watch this show and I, it, I'm very sports right now. Spoiler for some other stuff, Normies, but we're about to do our fantasy league. Um, we're also watching uh, Hard Knocks, the the football documentary on Max. Max mm-hmm. is maxing out with some sports. We're watching uh, Winning Time. But what I like about it is, and I think it's what you like about it too. Please let me know if, I, if I'm wrong here. Sure. But the fact that you can enjoy it on two levels of, wow, this is great, like a soap opera. And then the other part of your brain that's like, there's no way any of this happens (laughs) there's no way this is true for a second as everybody starring it or everybody that it's about in it uh has pointed out yes it's it's more gran turismo i assume the general vibe of the times and heighten you know they're portraying certain characters with um certain characteristics that are heightened for a dramatic effect i think um but it's all sort of based in truth. But then, yeah, I mean, a lot of biopics and things like that, they divert from the truth for dramatic reasons. Like a good story is more important than it's not a documentary. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, the, uh... yeah, I think it's, you know, interesting to watch it as either someone who doesn't know the, the true story because they're not like a huge basketball fan. They don't know basketball in the eighties and that kind of thing, or the history of basketball or someone like me who is a big basketball fan that's like my favorite sport, mm-hmm. even more than football. So I, I know a lot of history of basketball and that kind of thing. So I know a lot of the true story. So it's fun to see like how they dra- dramatize certain events um, mm-hmm. and, you know, what really happened kind of. Um, but I wish I was watching it with you, Colin, so I could just yes. like, give you all these asides while we're watching it. This stuff. this would be <laughs> a good water cooler show, all Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I say, like, oh, this player they're shot. talking about trading for Mitch Kupchak, he would go on to become like the general manager of the Lakers after uh oh my West and and yeah. So they need a pop like, up trivia option to like have little yeah. fun facts and yeah, that would right be awesome. Amazon. Uh-huh. Um yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's shot well it's, too, right? Sorry. It's the gimmicks, the, you know, everything. It's very Adam McKay who shot the pilot, yeah. gets an executive, you know, sets the tone, whatever. So it's got this sort of like, they're going to break the fourth wall. There's going to be a lot of effects to mask the fact that like, look, they didn't really fill. Um, it's not called the Staples Center then. What 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 is it? The just forum. Called? The forum. Thank the you. Forum, yeah. Um, 
uh, they're not filling that with a million fans. So obviously everything is CG'd in there. They have to sort of distort it, make it look like it is shot on 1979 film to make it look like that. But again, the story, the dramatization, the fact that we're both Californians now and you're seeing California at a cool time with uh, really realistic characters going to real places out here that they shot at. Yeah. Um, But I'll say this, Jacob. I do not watch this for a second for the white guys, which are mainly the biggest stars. You, you of course have Adrian Brody, John, um, uh, C. Riley, uh, you know, just like the, the biggest actors in it. I watch it for the players. The guy who plays Kareem and the guy who plays magic are fucking insanely good. And those are two of the coolest people of all time. So, yeah. First of all, the, the storylines of this era of basketball were really easy to follow in like a narrative way and like interesting where you had magic versus uh larry bird you had the lakers versus the celtics that was the big rivalry of that time and it still is but there's so many other good teams now and stuff that it's more diluted but like in the 80s it was like lakers versus celtics east versus west magic versus larry bird and then the other thing is like the casting is so good like the guy that plays magic is amazing like if you he's watch incredible young interviews of magic johnson like he's he gets his manners and like exactly like his smile like he's great and then he's maybe the most charming person who's ever been on screen yeah quincy isaiah i'm seeing here quincy I'm isaiah yeah solomon Hughes. and he's kind of a newer newcomer and so is the guy that plays uh kareem abdul jabbar so they're not mm-hmm. well-known actors yet but they they're they're killing it and then even like Adrian Brody is Pat Riley to me. Like they nailed that casting so well. And Pat Riley, if you know anything about basketball, he would go on to become um, for the Miami heat, like the president of basketball. And so he's like this really kind of mythic figure now in basketball. And you can kind of see how he starts. Yeah. And there's this whole, uh, um, you know, rivalry with him where he's the assistant coach to Jason Siegel's Paul Jason Westhead. Siegel. Who, uh, mm-hmm. You can kind of see the tensions going on there. And if you know the true history, you know what's going to happen. I won't spoil it for anyone who is hanging oh my on God. to the, There's you a know, the spoilers of it all. Wow. Yes. But yes. You can kind of see the foreshadowing coming. And then you're seeing more of the, the, the Celtics this year with, with Larry Bird. And I like the guy that plays Larry Bird a lot too. A lot. Um, they just did a Larry Bird kind of focused episode. And yeah, so it's fascinating stuff. I would love to see if this, you know, once this show is over, maybe do like a Michael Jordan Bulls era show. Dog, if I could see, I was going to say center Ooh, around yeah, the Pippen worm. And because Rodman. Dog, yeah. literally Rodman. Because, you know, MJ gets so much fucking coverage, but I am right there with you, dude. I, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that is. And then you really have Scottie Pippen, the second banana. You have Dennis Rodman, one of the craziest characters that's ever been in the NBA. Can you truly imagine so. those episodes where he just goes like, Coach, I got to go to Vegas and gamble for 24 hours. I'm yes. sorry. And they're like, I go ahead and get it out of your system. And if you've ever seen The Last mm-hmm. Dance, uh, fantastic so uh, documentary series, um, it's ripe for the narrative uh, adaptation. And then you could also do the Kobe yes. Shaq Lakers after that if you want. Yes. Well, so. And then you, that by then you're so far out. There is, because you're saying it was Los Angeles, you know, the Celtics Lakers in that time. But, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Golden State Cleveland for a bit. There's like yes. three years. Yeah. Well, that'll that be in like 30 thing. years. Yeah. Be, then uh, you do, yeah. Steph, that. yeah, yeah, that's in LeBron, and that's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's his, it'll be his son playing him. Yeah. 
be yeah, brawny. brawny by that point yeah he's gonna have <laughs> yeah. to take a step off the court he's gonna have to become an actor yeah right exactly um well, he already did in uh space jam he did a great great job <laughs> yeah but it's uh you know it's a great show i love the first season and the second season has been even better and so i'm always excited to watch that on sundays yes. every week so yeah check out Must winning time me. yeah the most overlap i had in my young you know childhood age with basketball was that kareem abdul jabbar fought bruce lee in game of death and that's yeah. like the only reason i knew who that was and i thought he was the coolest guy ever he's so much taller he's so cool in that scene i'm like kareem, abdul yes. the man. It, kareem. i keep waiting for some kind of reference it's 1979 mike so bruce has been dead for like a bit by this point we do yeah. see him shoot airplane as well but that's here's right. here's my take on kareem real quick because truly i think he is the coolest and most interesting guy who ever existed mm-hmm. Here's what drives me crazy about this show, Jacob. We just had Larry Bird have acne. Yeah, cool. That's like very realistic and cool. Uh, uh, a very like true to life. Like, again, very documentarian style. How dare you keep showing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's bald spot? That is, I know it's true, but it is so disrespectful. Older. The captain. Cover and- that goddamn shit up. <laughs> that is so disrespectful to the coolest man who has ever existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is when, so when Magic joins the team, so you not only have the rivalry of Magic and Bird, which started in college too, which makes it even more interesting that yes. Magic beat Larry Bird's team in the NCAA, you know, March Madness yeah. tournament of that year. Uh, and then they go, but both was not the number one draft. Right. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Magic. So they both have grudges against each other. But also when Magic joins the Lakers, Kareem, who had been in the – he had one of the longest NBA careers of all time. He was he played for like 20-plus something years. Wow. Um, so he was older by this time. And Kareem, he's a really cool guy, but he's very different than a lot of NBA stars where he was very private with his private life. He didn't like talking to the press. So he came off as standoffish kind of to a lot of people because he was, but really he was just like camera shy. He didn't want to be doing interviews and stuff. And he's a Muslim man in America who has so much like political, you know, insights and depth. He converted to Islam when he was in college. And that was a big thing with, you know, race relations at that time and everything. Um, So he went through a lot, but uh, he had one of the longest and best careers of any NBA player. And because he was just so consistent, you know, for 20 plus years, he was just doing the same thing. It's kind of like LeBron's doing now. Um, Oh yes, dude. LeBron's Mm -hmm. one of the few people that can rival him in terms of longevity of his career. But uh, so you see the dynamic between the, the outgoing charismatic magic and the quiet, more standoffish uh, private Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And you see that the dynamic and the chemistry and the team and stuff is just really fascinating stuff. So yeah, check out that show. Yeah, it's had some positive buzz. I don't follow a ton of basketball, but maybe it would be interesting for me to kind of learn the broad strokes of this true story, you know, like at least dramatically. Yeah, I I think NBA out of all sports has like the most interesting storylines Yeah, and like it's season to season. Like they just have the biggest characters and it's more star driven than like football or hockey. Mm -hmm. Like you might like a show about the L.A. Kings or something, but I don't even know what the dramatic narratives would be in that, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And it just doesn't – There's some you can shoot basketball. Like people are familiar with it. It's more for a regular audience too. So it has more reach, you know, and it is hard to yeah. like, what are the big storylines. Um, right. It's winning time. Gretzky, Gretzky leaves. To the Kings. Uh, for, he leaves the Maple Leaves and goes to the Kings. I was literally about the to Oilers, say, yes. yeah. Gretzky, then, the Gretzky Oilers, biopic sorry. is like one of the few things I can yeah. see that – for historical like NHL stuff. There's a good documentary yeah. called the King's ransom about that mm. trade. Uh-huh. Uh, and just briefly without that, 
that's what made hockey popular in Southern California. It's not like what Messi's doing right now in Florida. And without oh, sure. Gretzky coming here with the Kings, we wouldn't have the Anaheim Ducks or the San Jose Sharks. Like mm-hmm. oh, this wow. whole growth of the sport down here, and then the Kings would eventually win, you know, two cups in three years, and they're coming back yeah. the window. But obviously, we're Messi Ducks fans. Ducks fly together. Right, right, right. We wouldn't Knuckle have the Mighty Ducks movie without that. Um, <laughs> um, that's interesting because Messi coming to MLS is interesting because that's like pretty much the best of the sport coming to a not very good league and just destroying everyone. It looks like, like he's five goals a game. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's I crazy. destroyed you? Yeah. <laughs> if I went but, down to the minor leagues. <laughs> but now he can go to Costco with his family and not get mobbed because nobody knows who he is here. Right. <laughs> like good most for him. people don't care about soccer. <laughs> And it's that's Sports Corner. That's right. Uh, yeah. Sports Corner. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> we love sports. I have one more uh, show that I have been watching that I want to mention, but I don't want to advocate for. And that show is The Witcher Season 3. Mm, My oh. goodness. Did this take a Mike, turn ha- for the worst? <laughs> How far did you get? Or, Listen, are you done? Episode First six. of all, I was already out. Episode 6. Okay. Halfway through Season 2, I'm I was forcing out. myself. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was out early. It's just getting show. worse, I feel. It, it shortly, like, there's just too many moments where, like, that Geralt will defeat the main villain and then just not kill them. Or, like, yep. a villain will be giving a speech and there's ample time to just stop them before they enact their plan and people just stand there and wait until the bad thing happens. And, like, the writing is just really, really, really bad. Nobody ever takes the opportunity to solve the problem like a normal person would it's like everything is just right. contrived and i'm really upset with how mm. what if i just write is. you a letter yeah it's bad so it's I'm not interesting with the liam uh, yeah Richard you know they announced the casting decision before the season came out so we knew going into the season henry cavill will not be back it will be liam Hemsworth. Not Neeson, Hemsworth. Liam yes. Hemsworth. No, Liam, Neeson. Liam Neeson would be interesting. Liam Hemswitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got so old. So well, not once, even like once the best gets Hemsworth. taken, it's Liam Neeson. He's like, I, I got yeah. back. That's you get like a B level Hemsworth replacing Henry Cavill. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just pipe in here real quick and say, um, I finished this. It's the two parts. So you're in the start of part two then, right? Yeah, Mike? they just did the R2, the big R2 is a showdown. No, you're mm. even close. I think there's only eight episodes total. You maybe only have two left. Yeah, I've been forcing it true? down, like with no liquids, just dry, and it's not great. Right. <laughs> um, but okay, so here, here's the thing. This is a show, and I'll call him out if he's listening right now, my father. I feel mm-hmm. obligated to watch because my father watches it, and it's something we can sort of converse about. Yep. We're literally... It's gotten so unfun because I'm like, this sucks. This fucking sucks. And he's like, yeah, I get it. I get that you don't like it. Like, I, you know, enjoy this little bit of it. I'm like, how can you like that? It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I don't like being that negative. But brace yourself, Mike. Embrace yourself, listeners. And I feel like this is not a spoiler to say the send off of Henry Cavill is one of the most unsatisfying things you will ever see <laughs> oh, in your God. life. It is so uh, low energy, low stakes. There is just nothing to it. I have wow. got to make it to see the train wreck then if I'm that close. But like there's parts where this whole show divulged into just feeling like Bridgerton. Like it's all this yeah. interpersonal conflict. There's no action. It's just this politics. And it's like, oh, baby, this is rough. Right. So, um, but I, I do want to see that send off. <laughs> 
it's, it's like it's not even worth getting excited about. Trust me, it's, it's like just, the most it's boring parts of oh, Game of God. Thrones without any of the good parts of Game yes. of Thrones. Yeah, well, um, occasionally now this season, well, they'll do a slow motion sword fight, and you're like, mm. okay, yeah. Mm. The first yeah. season started strong. Like, there's, I really mm-hmm. liked some most of the first season, but um, it just kind of fell apart after that. And when they yeah. were shooting this season, did they know like Henry Cavill's not coming back as they were shooting it? Probably not. They found out. Did you guys? Did any of you guys watch the that spinoff with Michelle Yeoh? No, dude, I tried it. It's also bad. <laughs> it's it's hard to it's it's bad because it's like this isn't Garrett. Like people will like The Witcher because either they played the game, so they like Geralt and that side of it. I don't like the world enough to just have mm, rando right. randos. You know, yeah. So it, it just, the the universe can't sustain that. <laughs> just like right. John Wick's universe cannot sustain the Continental. I don't care what you say. No. Well, we'll see um, on the cock, September 22nd. <laughs> Get cock. on the cock. That's right. Check so. in. Check in oh, on the man. cock. Are you on the cock? You know it. Well, that's um, <laughs> too bad. That's unfortunate. Metal twisted on the cock once. Right. <laughs> um, well, Sorry. that's right. Sorry. Any other shows? Well, let's, that's it for let's, shows. We're going to hold on yeah. movies because we're figuring out the plan going forward. <laughs> Full transparency. But uh, basketball is <laughs> a game. Twisted metal is a game. And we play game. Oh, Maybe wow. now's the time to shift gears. Another car joke. Heck yes. Uh, <laughs> it is. Cut a little metal. back here on normies like us we're going to talk a little gaming uh when we're doing a little watch up boys what have you been gaming we've done a couple episodes so let's get an update uh right. obviously y'all are still playing a little Baldur's three jacob mm. i have been playing yeah i've still been mainly playing Baldur's gate three i've been playing a lot of it uh mm-hmm. i know mike you there may have been a new game that came out that sort of diverted your attention right but we're still doing our weekly uh group Baldur's gate game that's so right we're still playing Baldur's gate and every once in a while okay. I'll get a couple hours on it so i have been but i don't want you Baldur's to abandon gate. your uh solo playthrough either no no carlack is going to be very upset if i don't visit yeah Carlac. um but i do have yeah i have a couple things that have happened since our episode that yeah, i can yeah, talk yeah. about um Let's update it yeah one thing that i thought was cool so this happened like pretty much right after we recorded our episode like that same night i was playing and yeah. mike was watching me we were streaming and mm-hmm. on discord there's a little bit of immersive gameplay that happened that that i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. so i could tell a little story about that yes um but i was in the underdark mm-hmm. uh spoiler alert there is you know the underdark is a place you can go to um fairly early it's down in- one yeah 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 um, and it's a pretty big location, uh, bigger than I expected. I'm wandering around doing all the shit down there. <laughs> um, I run into this colony of mushroom people, right? The Mykonids. Yep. Yes. Uh, and they're pretty cool. They're pretty chill. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have to fun go guys, fight these. You say they're fun guys. They're hey. fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, they send me to go fight these Dwergar, which are like these uh, drow dwarves, kind of. Yeah. They're like drow dwarves, oh. um, and they're slavers. They're, they're bad people. They're deforesting the mushrooms kind of territory. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're upset. They're encroaching in there. They're land. killing yeah. this one mushroom chieftain joins me, and they killed his whole tribe. 
So I'm like, all right, come with me. We'll go kill these people. We'll go fuck mm-hmm. them up. And um, so we go down there. Also, this so this mushroom guy joins my party, and he's pretty chill. I'm like, this guy's cool. One he's of like his powers is he can giant uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. And his power is that he can raise something from the dead and make it a spore servant. So he can raise a corpse, turn it into a spore servant, and it can, you know, follow us around. So we get in a fight with some hook horrors, uh, which are these big, nasty monsters in the Underdark. Kind of like Egon from Godzilla. They have hooks for hands. (laughs) Hook horrors. We kill them. Yeah, we kill them. I have him resurrect one of these hook horrors. This is all important for the story, but um, yes. so I have a hook horror spore servant that's also following around in my party now. So my party's getting pretty big, pretty legit. We're ready it's like to a fourteen you know, foot tall, like velociraptor with blade arms, just yeah, yeah. full of zombies. Of yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a mushroom zombie. Uh, and then yeah. I've got this like Blast walking, talking mushroom walking around with me. It's great. Um, um, so we go down. Mission. We find these dwergars. Uh, we have a battle with them. Mike's watching me. Uh, we, we fight all these Dwergars. Um, and then at the end of the battle, this is a minor spoiler for like some side content, but basically after I kill all the, these Dwergars, this mushroom guy is like, hey, I want to talk to you. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. He's like, all right, good job killing these things. Um, now I need you to go kill the other mushroom chieftain, the place that we just came from, that colony, because there can only be one mushroom guy in charge and i was like wait a minute wait a minute i thought you were cool with him and (laughs) he's like no sorry there can only be one (laughs) so i was like i thought this chill mushroom guy turns out he's a bad guy he wants me to go kill the other mushroom people i'm like i'm not having that so i'm like no "No way man i'm not doing that he's like all right well then you're gonna have to fight me instead so now i have to fight this mushroom guy but strangely enough the Mm -hmm. spore servant that he resurrected when the when the battle when the battle starts, it doesn't side with him. It becomes my ally. So it's uh-huh. in the in the combat is it's its profile picture turns green, which means it's not part of my party, so I can't control it. But it's fighting on my side. So yeah. we all team up, surround this guy, just beat him to death. Hey, good. Uh, Did you get well. What the, the killing blow was that? The hook horror, if I'm remembering, it was yes. the folly of his own creation. It was, it was so. Strategy. I'm trying to kill him in one turn before he even gets a chance to attack. So I attack with my whole party. He has one hit point left. The only one left is the hook horror spore servant that hasn't <laughs> gone yet. It goes up, swipes him, kills him, and then it just it doesn't disappear. It doesn't like fall down dead or anything. It just stands watch over this guy's body and it doesn't, it's not in my party. I can't control it, but it's not fighting me. So I just, it's just kind of keeping a vigil over this battlefield forever. And then I leave the location. It's cool. I wonder if you baited an enemy towards there, if he would join the fight against him. Like he's just ever present now, which is ever present. He's not aggroing against my party, but he's just like chilling there. It's an ally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, thank you. You turned against your master because you knew that he was wrong. And uh, it was just like this fascinating bit of like immersive gameplay that happened. Yeah, this like weird thing. You know, you got it. You got a whole party. You got a mushroom guy. He has a pet. And then the pet sides with you because even he feels like this is wrong. Yeah. But this is wrong. And that's just uh, this one thing that can happen in this game out of the many thousands of things. But... This I game, think you've been trusting crazy. mushrooms too much lately, Jacob. <laughs> I oh, always yeah, trust yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, you always put your trust in the mushrooms. Anytime I find mm-hmm. a random mushroom mm-hmm. in the forest, I immediately eat it. I uh, don't check if, if it's poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> if they want it revenge, no, but then when I came back to that, that uh, when I went back to the mushroom colony, I was like, hey, that guy was trying to kill you. 
and they're like, oh, you, I shall name you Peacebringer because you've done so much for our colony. So I, I'm oh, like, a, I'm like a god to these mushroom people now. It's great. It is cool. They're really intimidating. But yeah, I did that as well. But I didn't realize like before fighting the Draeger that I could raise the dead. So I never even thought of yeah. the hook horror. So that was really mm. interesting. And I was like, dang. But I did ensure he got the killing blow because I thought he was cool too. I'm like, I'm going to make sure that you get your revenge. So I just knocked the guy over and made sure the mushroom guy killed him. And then same nice. thing. He's like, all right, let's go genocide those other mushrooms. I'm like, whoa, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. But what a game. My friend, uh, a mm-hmm. friend of of the show, uh, Adam, but not Adam, who has been on the show of the Cargo Bay. Um, right. He told me he's just getting to Act Three, which I assume yeah. is like the Baldur's Gate part. And a lot of people have said the game doesn't even start until you get to Baldur's Gate. And I'm not going to spoil anything, right? Because the whole main act, everyone's saying we're going to Baldur's Gate. See you there later. Yeah. Um, but he says he had over a hundred hours in just Act Two. So sure. I'm like, what the hell? This game is gigantic, and I'm just in the early parts of Act it Two is- right now. Yeah, it is huge. I am just, I just finished act one. I put 60 hours into act one. Wow. Yeah. I'm finally moving into act two um, because I had to do all the Underdark stuff. And then mm-hmm. you, eventually you go somewhere in the Underdark that it takes you to a whole other map. And that has a bunch of stuff to do in it. And then there's the mm-hmm. whole mountain pass, which is another thing. Um, yep. And then finally you move into the, what's considered act two, which I won't reveal too much. Um, but I did some something that's really cool about Act Two. So you you're in Act Two, Mike. You've met yeah a character named Jahira, right? Yes. You, you, there's a miasma in the lands. It's dangerous out there. So there's the last light in where everybody's kind of holed yes. up. That's the hub in the very beginning. The of last light that's in. It. Yeah. And when you go and there, over there, you meet an, an old woman named Jahira. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karlak kind of starts fangirling out, right? Yeah. Like yep. who's this Jahira? Now oh, I know. As a player of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, Jahira is a character from Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 who's one of the original companions that could join your party. Oh, wow. Um, and that was like 150 years before this game. So That's she's so like, cool. you know, at least 150 years old. But um, so I was like, Jahira, I know who that That's is. Really cool. So that kind of blew my mind. So this whole, like, it's an Easter egg for like the first two games and it doesn't even happen until Act 2. So it doesn't even happen until crazy. 70 hours in. Uh, yeah. Th- it's a very D&D thing too. Like a DM would finish a campaign and then keep the player characters alive as NPCs and future versions yes, of the game. Yes. So that's very, very cool. So uh, I was like, that was awesome. Um, yeah. And so I'm just going around the last light in now talking to people and there's just so much to do in this game. There's so much content. Every NPC you talk to has like something interesting to say or like some quest to give you. Like it's fascinating. Like you don't even realize until you've played the game, like how much there is in this game. Right. Anime variety in act two is so different. Like every, everything, it feels like a completely different experience getting to there from act one. So like, it's not yeah. getting boring. It's always feeling exciting. And like, I want to do the next thing. It's, it's really incredible. Yeah. They change and the locations the, a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. The biomes. It, it's incredible. And, um, the four player campaign we're doing is still act one, but we're having shenanigans. Everybody had to lock their inventory because somebody keeps stealing the gold. When it, whenever somebody's in a conversation, <laughs> people are pickpocketing each other. I don't know who would do that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fun. Yeah. And you're getting into some of the side, the, you know, party members side quests of like their personal quests, like shadow heart. You're learning more about the followers of Shar and Salunite mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just fascinating, you know? Yep, yep. It's really good. Like the character development's great, you know. Uh so yeah, the companions are 
they're really what drive it. I mean, it, it is the interpersonal relationships that motivate you to play the game. Yeah. You know? And even the, like the tieflings that you meet in act one, they'll pop up later and they'll be like, Hey, I remember you. But really, like you said, everyone you talk to is like, Hey, I'll meet you later in Baldur's gate. Yeah. So by the time we get to Baldur's gate, I'm going to have like a hundred different people to reunite with and be like, Hey, remember me from 80 hours ago? That quest, please. Yeah. But I can't imagine what a city's going to be like. Like if we're just I know it's one, like huge. It's one of the yeah. you know one of the biggest video game cities that's ever been seen. Oh my so you're God. Right. we're at a single inn in the middle of the woods, and it still feels like this game's huge. Well, what is a city? I haven't seen any spoilers. I have no idea what it looks like, and I, I'm very excited to get there. But it's going to take me 80 hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm loving it. We might have more check-ins on more watches with how long awesome. this game is. Oh, right. This will truly be a topic for like two more years. Now, uh-huh. uh, Mike. I know you're also playing a new game right now. I want to hear that for sure. Well, but I, yes, but I just want to say about Baldur's Gate, the oh, please. it is coming out on PS5 like within a couple days from when this episode is airing. So Colin so, picked that up pretty soon. PC already, so that's yeah, obviously mm. going to improve the console experience. Will I get it? That's the question. We'll see. And also, we'll the see. Harpers are a big part of it now too. So we have that movie connection. Yeah, yeah. I just you. feel like if I can't play with you guys, it's not going to be too. I thought the it, same but, thing, but wait yeah. till people start trying to come on to you. <laughs> then, then he'll be hooked. Um, Fair enough. Oh, that's true. I can see all the dicks. Uh, <laughs> let's. What I was going to say was, let's yeah. uh, take a break from video games real quick and just stay on role playing. Yeah. And mm. say, uh, taking this Baldur's Gate energy that you guys all have. Mm-hmm. We all had a very cool experience recently. Where for the first time ever, for me at least, uh, we played a virtual tabletop uh, role role playing uh, campaign with past guest uh, Fast and the Furious fan Cole mm-hmm, uh, right. DMing our group and played a little Cyberpunk Red. Yes, yes, we're using Roll20.com, which is a site that you can sort of easily put campaigns together for different. Have, not only did you guys have any TV. experience with that? No. I watch a lot of live like during COVID too, a lot of live play D and D things that I would watch on YouTube, they switch to digital. And so roll 20 is one of the most more popular uh, VTT virtual tabletops, as Colin said, mm. there's other services wow. too. Uh, but that's one of the most popular, I think, and most easily accessible, but I'd never used one, but I had seen it in action, but it was cool to actually uh, use it. And it actually ended up, I mean, the figured out the kinks. It was, I liked it. A ton of Yeah, fun. it can be – there's some issues at times, but, I mean, it's free to use, right? So that's a big mm-hmm. uh, benefit right there. You don't have to pay. Um, and so there was some janky elements like the video chat wasn't really working for us, so we switched to Discord for video. But um, some other people, like, it, like sometimes would have issues, but for the most part, it worked out pretty well. And we're all learning it too. And, you know, we're yeah. learning a new game system. Mm-hmm. So there are a little bit of kinks, but once it was rolling, man, it was so much fun. To, oh, uh, shout out to Cole. We were rolling. Yeah, Big we shout out rolling. to Cole, putting that campaign together yes. and just Quick. organizing everything, keeping us all in line. And then our party, you know, we all have different jobs, different kind of things that we're doing in the group. So it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, we yeah. had a little combat, a little social interaction. There's pickpocketing happening there too. I'm not doing it. I'm That's just true. talking to people. Um, but we could mention sure, sure. our characters, I guess. I'm, I play Danny Rio. I'm just coming from the band. I'm out east coming over. Danny to, Rio. Uh, Night City, you know, so you got all the cool shit over here. So he's like a net runner, hacker guy, you know, he does the, the hacking. So right. maybe my favorite character in the game. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Man. 
You're too kind, brother. But yeah. Yeah, my guy is uh, uh, Franz Wagner. He's a med tech. And he's, a, <laughs> he's a, you know, he's a ripper doc. He grew up on the streets. He uh, helps out, you know, he, you know, uh, you know, runners come to him when they get injured and stuff. He fixes them up. Uh, you do some mods. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he gets high on his own supply. He's got a cybernetic glove thing that he does um, surgery on people with. So he he's having a lot of fun being like a mad doctor. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to collect drug samples for this company right yes. now so they can reverse engineer it. And like my guy has literally typed into his little net running computer how many vials everybody's picked up because I don't know if I trust needles to have them. No. <laughs> yes. And I'm no. trying to get... Like Joe's character had some, and I was trying to get him to give him to me and stuff, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's very it's very fun. Good, Colin, it's good. How about you? I am the tech of our group. I am Ven Mocha Shop, uh, and I'm Heck like yeah. an old sort of like uh, uh, I don't know, kind of like homeless guy, and also an energy we didn't get into. His whole thing is going to be that he wants to build the perfect woman robot. Uh, so he's definitely going to be in sure. love with this character that Cole created, this pop culture bartender, Brittany Spears bot, which I thought was so funny and so That's clever. Incredible. And yeah. Cafe Ots. What a what a great uh, setting the stage yes. place we, yep. we hung out at. Yeah, and the, we've um, got... Well, I was saying, yeah, we, setting wise, this is mm-hmm. Cyberpunk Red. And if you've played the Cyberpunk 2077 video game and you're familiar with Johnny Silverhand and that sometime in the 2023 era, he that blew up a bomb at Arasaka, you know, and that's caused this fallout and the sky is right. red because it was a pocket nuke. So this is like mm. in the years after yeah, the internet is kind of devastated now. And uh, yeah, because that happened yeah. in Night City, my character knows about it, but he grew up out east and he wants to come to Night City and be like, this is, this is where it all fucking went down. You know, it's like a right. for that shit. I just think it's cool that we all have, we're all different. We all have different jobs, like the tech, the uh, the hacker, the med tech. We got a rocker boy, which I assume mm-hmm. is like a bard of, of cyber yeah, tech. Basically, basically, yeah, it's a rocker we've got a, boy. We've got a corpo. We've got uh, a, the driver, the getaway driver, right? And then yeah, we've nomad. Got, who am I forgetting? Yeah, the nomad. That's right. The nomad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we've had some shenanigans. You know, like we we got in a fight, and then I just tried to push a guy down. And it didn't work, and he pushed me down, and then Jacob right. saved me and shot a wall. I tried yeah, to shoot someone. I shot a wall because the way the grid was laid out, the board, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> the, but we had to learn. The about wall the didn't go across the whole square, so I thought I could shoot that's around right. the little gap, but apparently that's not true. So I just did something very heroic seeming and cool looking, mm. and then I shot a wall and really yeah. uh, made a fool of myself. Yeah, and then I think there's another attempt. By Andy's character, he put like a radio on his gun and like shot and he hit him, but didn't. <laughs> yeah. Kill him. And then my character was just frustrated with the bad rescue attempt and just walked up to the guy and took his gun and pushed him down. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is not yeah. murderous ass. Funny. But I am a I am a bit of a sharpshooter, so I did get a get a shot in on him later. No, it's been, oh, it's that's been right. a lot of fun. That's right. um, yeah. No, it's good times. It's good times. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, it's cool to play non D and D tabletop game because i've really only yes played yes and so this is all d10s and d6s it's you know you don't have d20s or anything but it's, a, it's i a was system. advocating for shadow run because i like the mixture of fantasy elements with cyberpunk mm-hmm. that's just kind of if you can't decide if you want to play D or cyberpunk just play shadow run you can it's like right. the best of both worlds you know okay no los dos 
Yeah. I, I said as a kid, I think in one of our Dungeons and Dragons episodes, we would do this sort of, I guess, homebrew, my neighbors and I sometimes mm-hmm. called, um, uh, Jesus, what was it? Like Bullets and Bastards. Like it kind mm-hmm. of was like, a, but it wasn't like, yeah, you know, there was no nuclear fallout or anything. Like it was just us being like, you're the wizard, but you have a gun. <laughs> yeah. <Sure. cool. laughs> yeah. Lightning bolt, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Pow, pow. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I love it. I've never experienced a different kind of uh, role play system like this. And it's, it's very cool. Yeah. And you know, I've been addicted to the cyberpunk genre ever since the anime came out. I'm on my fifth cyberpunk book written by William Gibson. So like right. I'm able to use all that knowledge as like just background flavor text for my and also character. knowing the uh, shit from the books and it's like ads incredible you know? yeah. yeah knowing the the game you know so much about the world and the history of the world from playing tw- cyberpunk 2077 right right so it, it, it helps me inform my character motivations because i have such a sense of the timeline and like what is we're in between 2077 and 2020 we're in like 2040 right now so like right the events of the game haven't happened, but you can draw a line between the core books and figure out what point of history we're at. And it's like, oh, who's president of the new United States of America? And like, that's all stuff that I'm thinking about. Like my character, because he's out east. He would be Night City Barack right Obama. now, unincorporated, unaffiliated. It's just a private city in this time. It's not part of the new right. United States yet. So right. it's kind the of corpos have taken thing. over kind of the government and stuff so like yeah night city is just a fully corporate city it's just completely yeah. run by the corporations um arasaka has been kicked a perfect out, system for the you time being yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting <laughs> geopolitics for the north america right. i guess so yeah it's a cool time period to have a camp and i'm excited to have another session soon so oh, yeah. yeah we we'll got probably check plan. in at some point and see how it's going right yep very yeah. looking forward to it uh, so, but yeah. let us know now mike please oh, what have you been playing? Yes. 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 The, uh, the, well, what I said on Baldur's Gate, I said, I'm not even excited about this anymore. And then I installed it and then immediately became obsessed. Uh, I wow. got, let me pull the hours, but it's Armored Core 6, The Fires of Rubicon. Uh, I can't say Rubicon. AC6 because Assassin's Creed is a thing. <laughs> I um, kept I getting confused when you were texting that. Yes. Yeah. But I, I absolutely love this. I played Armored Core as a kid. Um, obviously, you know, um, two, well, one, two, three, and I stopped at like four answer. Um, and so it's just a revival of the mech genre. It's made by From Software, the guys who did Elden Ring. Um, Never so heard it's of very it. difficult combat, robot sim. You can pick your arms, your legs, your head, your core, your weapons. You have four weapons, two shoulder, two hand. That's controlled with four shoulder buttons. But I said, controller be gone. Uh, and because I play Star Wars Squadrons, I mapped everything to a flight stick and throttle system, and I figured wow. out a streaming setup. So I am going to be streaming intermittently. And how's that been off. going? It's been going oh, great. Yeah. I defeated the boss I was stuck on when you previewed it with me. Um, wow. I talked to my friend Adam. He said he was watching me play it. He's like, my friend's on this with a controller, and he's stuck on the same part. And then I beat it before he did, so... Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty good. No, but like it's doable. The, the joystick is viable and it feels very immersive and I'm, I'm having so much fun. I'm trying to see the hours here, but uh, nice. absolutely love it. Um, it's just a really great robot sim. I'm addicted. It's the well, it's mech your... game ever made, I think. 25 wow. hours so far and it came out like last Friday. Damn. Hey, yeah. good for well, <laughs> good for you. You're, I remember your Baldur's Gate hours being astronomical as well. Yeah. Um, 
look, dude, it's your favorite video game company. It's from software. So, Mm -hmm. you know, much deserved. I'm I'm glad you're having a good time with it. Yeah. You said immersive. Would you ever consider not just using uh, the throttle setup just for Mac and and flying? Because obviously that is what it's for. Mm -hmm. But like doing one of those goofy streams you'll see where somebody plays Elden Ring with, you know, the donkey congas or like, you know, a dance pad or whatever. That would be cool. You know what? Because I am streaming this, and I'll put the link in the description if you guys want to look, find my Twitch. If you're more than welcome, it's going to be, there's not a set schedule. You know, we'll get there. But anyway, check it out. It's awesome um, that we watched. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got hand cam. So if you want to see the joysticks going and face cam, right. two cameras got on the this. whole so setup. Check it's it all awesome. Out. Thank you. Thank you. It took a lot of work. I want to see you play some uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and map the map that to the flight stage. I did. Yeah, could you do it, dude? Oh, really? During the beta. Well, that was the, the controller support oh, okay. was so dog yeah. shit. I did do that. Um, <laughs> the controller is better than that version that I had right. back then. But ironically, with this setup, because there was no demo, I wanted to like test to see if it was viable. So I did boot into Elden Ring and I assumed it's going to be similar-ish controls, you know, two shoulder buttons, whatever. So... I got it set up to play Elden Ring. Wow. As How's that, that I had to just tweak it. I mean, I didn't fight anything difficult, but I was able to walk around and go swing fight, my swords uh, and like, stuff. Yeah, fight Melania with that and then oh fight Margaret. Just a Melania only stream with the joystick. Yeah. Start with that. That would be awesome, dude. That's pretty interesting. Maybe I'll I'll consider that when I beat uh, Armor. Let but... me joystick her. You're yeah, new you can be yes, the next. Yes, yes. The next Let me solo her. No, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, joystick her. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's been cool. I think the joystick helps feel the immersion, but you know. Yeah, oh, for it sure. is the greatest mech game ever made. They've done a lot of um, quality of life improvements. The previous games, people would joke they're like a debt simulator because you have to buy all the ammo for your robots and those. And if you shoot ammo mm-hmm. in a mission or you get blown up, you have to pay the repair costs. So you're like just going sure. into debt. And this, they're <laughs> like, all right, you're not going to go into debt. Anything you buy, you can sell for the 100% of the same price. So if you build a robot and you don't like it, you can sell everything and then just build a brand new one. They're really encouraging you to experiment with your build. You can save presets and then you simply sell all your parts and buy to load that preset. So you can have up to 40 different builds, maybe more, and you can just load them in at any time. So they really encourage experimentation, but the combat and the levels are very difficult but they're like extremely difficult sprints nothing's like 30 40 minutes it's like right a specific set of challenges well i like go. the yeah the sort of gameplay loop of you're going out on a mission and you have to mm-hmm. you know you have like a contract or whatever you have to take down this thing and then you get paid at the end then you can buy different things like i think that's a good way to set up the game kind of the game is actually the menus right like the game yeah. is building the robot and so when you do a mission you get paid great i can buy that thing new parts are constantly getting unlocked some missions just reward you with new parts outright doing the training gives you parts so like you have a reason to do the training and they'll just give you free guns and stuff that you can keep or sell and then right. if you sell them you can buy them because money means nothing here so it really is great to just get rewarded it's very difficult but you beat it and then at least once your hands are shaking like mine were when i beat that boss it's like now i know i have 30 minutes in menus just to chill out um, yeah hey so it's very intense, i love menus and you have time to relax yeah well i love menus i love inventories mm-hmm. um i do have some interest this probably be a game i pick up eventually but not yeah. right away just because there's so many like i'm still playing Baldur's gate 3 and then i have my own 
game coming out that I've been very interested in. Right, uh, right. And as of, you know, the day this episode comes out, it'll be uh, tomorrow that I can play this game, September okay, 6th. Yeah. Uh, and this game, of course, is Starfield, the new Bethesda space RPG. Oh, yes. Um, beep, 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 beep. And so I'm looking forward to that. And like you, you know, I was saying in the Baldur's Gate thing, like, man, am I even going to have time for this? But I, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to be playing it on launch day because I, I did pre-order it uh, like a sucker. I pre-ordered a pre-ordered Bethesda a game. game. <laughs> yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not going to can... make enough of them. They're not going to make enough files. <laughs> no, but the, the advantage is you can, they unlock it 24 hours before the okay. actual release. So you can install it and everything. Cause it's going to be like a hundred gigabytes or whatever. Yeah, obviously. Um, so oh, that way yeah. I don't have to, you know, I'm I don't have to sit through 50 gigabytes. I'm just saying. That's not bad. That's not Games bad. Games are at all. so big now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starfield is massive. Well, yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be pretty big. So having it all installed and ready to go and actually being able to play it on the 6th is going to be great. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be trying out. I don't know how much it'll hook me or, you know, if I'll go right back to Baldur's Gate or what. But um, mm. what I've heard so far, it's a mixture kind of. I mean, I'm not getting my expectations too high, but people are saying it's like Oblivion in space, which to me sounds pretty good. So, I mean, I like I Oblivion. Say. I hope it's as good as advertised because it's been like 11 years or something since we've gotten a new Bethesda game, a new IP. Is yeah. Like fucking first time in an eon. Well, you know, some people are complaining online because someone like, you know, if you walk 10 minutes in one direction on a planet, you reach an invisible wall. But like, okay, who gives a shit? You're not going to ever walk 10 minutes in one direction. Like you can do that right. in any game. I don't understand why people are upset about that. Like, no, you can't just walk around an entire planet. But like that would take an intensive amount of like work and resources uh, to make yeah. in a game. And you have thousands of planets. They couldn't do that for every planet. That would be unfeasible so yeah. and people are saying like oh the gameplay like it looks like you know bethesda hasn't innovated enough or changed enough like there's still that core bethesda loop where you're talking to someone you're going out on on a mission you're killing some people you're going you know you're going to a place killing some people getting a thing whatever to me you know that's all the game the needs to be. i'm not expecting or whatever settlement, settlement yeah nearby yeah yeah I'm not expecting like a game change, like a world changing kind of game. I'm just expecting a fun game that's like No Man's Sky, where I can have my own ship, I can customize it, I can hire a crew, I can go around to different planets, I can explore. Bases, right? I love building bases, and you know me, I love inventories, I love yep. selling things, I love you know all uh-huh. that stuff in games. So we'll see. And this, I do want to get good, Armor Core for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it because I think Armor Core, you know, for me, like. It's the perfect game for me. Like, it's exactly what I like, like tinkering in the menu and building the robot and testing things out. Like, I spent four hours just tinkering with the controls. Like, it's in my DNA to tinker with things, right? So, it might not be for everyone. You know, I love the crunch that it has. And Starfield, in a similar way, it's like the game for you is like a big Bethesda person with the base building. Like, on paper, it has everything that Jacob wants in a game. And I hope it's as good as armored core was to me like like because i know you're looking forward to it so fingers i hope crossed so too you. yeah i mean after Baldur's gate it's like the facial animations cutscenes aren't gonna be as good i know oh, that man. like so it's gonna be some things i'm you know but you can't have your expectation that every game is going to be as good as Baldur's gate 3 as triple developers have pointed out <laughs> yeah impossible dude but um hopefully it's good yeah, in Armored Core, I mean, I was even telling you when I was watching you, mm-hmm. like, it reminds me, there's a game that I like a lot called Battletech, which is a mech game that is a yep. turn-based strategy uh, combat game. 
where you have a, a lance of four mechs that goes out on missions. You can move them around mm-hmm. and it's all, you know, a lot of strategic decisions and stuff. But you also spend a lot of time customizing the mechs and buying things in, in menus and stuff. And that's part of what I loved about that game. So I'm definitely into the whole mech thing. I'm yeah. le- I guess I'm less of a, like, I don't generally like, you know, games where you have to fight a boss and then like, die 30 times before you can figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much only fighting bosses. Right. Yeah. Well, they give you checkpoints before the boss fights and you get all of your resources and healing back. So it's not like a Souls Mm -hmm. game. Like there's no bonfires, but there'll be a checkpoint and resupplies. And like it's like, we know this is difficult, but we're going to make it easy on you to try it again, I guess. And you can even switch your robot from that menu. Like if you lose and you have a preset, you can switch to it and try the boss with a different robot. So they're really kind. From what I've read online and stuff, like from what I've heard, most like almost every boss in this game has if there's a certain way you can build your robot or a certain mechanic you can take advantage of that makes the boss easier or makes mm-hmm. it like doable, right? Which is very so it's all about figuring out that method. Yeah. And that's why exactly. they want you to have all the money you need to experiment. That's the whole point. And I think it's I like it's that, a very yeah. hard game, but it's like very kind. It's 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 gonna ask you to step up, but it's giving you all the tools you need and you have to experiment and I love it. Um I have right now spider legs that can fly infinitely. Like I have the quad legs. I just unlocked oh, tank legs. Some Darth Maul. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. So spider it's, it's pretty cool. He has a giant shotgun. So I just have a, a giant robot scaled shotgun and that's, you know, how I wow. fight people. Missiles on my back. But um, yeah, the, there's definitely ways you could have builds that would break a certain boss fight, but then it would be dog shit in the next encounter. You know, it's, right. it's all up to... Um, I like that more. Like even in Elden Ring, you have a certain like a certain build you're doing of your character and then you stick mm-hmm. to that build you're not going to want to change you're not going to change what weapon you're using and like what stats you have so right. i like the idea of you can change your robot from mission to mission you can sell all the parts build you know buy something else make it completely different if you want to yeah right now i have four presets i have like a light and agile one i have like a all-around one then i have the four leg one and i have a big tanky one and it's like that'll be my I like general that. layout yeah just depending on what the mission calls for the other thing that's too, awesome is it's not like elden ring it's not like dark souls it's all mission based there's a ton of invisible walls and I'm just like, I don't care. Uh, I don't care yeah. that I know that yeah. it's a sandbox because what's in that sandbox is super engaging. It's it's literally the best mech game ever made. If you like right. robots at all, if you like Gundams, you want to feel like a Gundam or an Evangelion pilot, like Hell this yeah. is the game for you. Like it's the best mech game ever made. It's the most satisfying That's what, to play. Start here. Yeah. yeah. I just think people need to realize like not every game needs to be Elden Ring or needs mm. to be a huge open world type game to be good. Like many different kinds of games can be good, right? It's the most accessible of any Armor Core game and it is a niche genre. And I think it does a lot to ease new players into the system, but it's not holding your hand. So I do think it's like going to have the broadest appeal of any mech game because of From Software's popularity, but it's not... It's not being anything. It's not trying to be something it's not. Like it is right. unquestionably a crunchy menu-based mech game with good quality of life. So give it a try if you want to get yeah. a robot, you know. In Starfield, dangerous. if you dream of exploring space, this might be the game for you. I'm hoping it's at least decent. At least I'm hoping it's better than Fallout 4, which is a game that I put at least 100 hours into but don't love. Um, mm. I'm hoping it's more Skyrim level or something like that. And I'm hoping... I mean, Bethesda is clearly wanting this to be their next Skyrim where they can just rely on it for the next decade that people mm-hmm. will still be playing it. They can re-release it on 
different platforms and stuff, but it could be their next Fallout 76. So we'll just have to see how it goes, right? Fingers crossed for you, dog, because I know how excited yeah. you are. Uh, Colin, do you have any thoughts on either of these? Is there any interest in either of these? And is there anything you've been playing or you're looking forward to playing? I, I think, once again, my criticism is just a little bit of too big, too complex. It's just scaring me off as a guy who's really downshifting into casual gamer mode. But oh, yeah, yeah. I will say, so BG3 is not the game that you want to play for casual. But I think mm. I think Starfield could be, where you're just flying from planet to planet, doing bullshit missions, killing people, looting everything. Like, you don't have to really pay attention to the plot, I don't think. That's true. We'll see how the writing is, but I feel like it's going to be a game where you can just zone out, fly your ship around, and it's going to be a lot of I was of a Skyrim boy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm so we'll see if it lives up to that. <laughs> it's stressful. Yeah. That's the thing with FromSoft games is like, I never have a chance to relax, you know? That's kind of why I, I like Elden Ring is that there's some downtime in between big the fights. The menu is can... the beautiful thing in this. I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. just click away. But um, the Hexed. combat, I'm <laughs> relaxing text. I'll finish one encounter and then I'll know there's more enemies over there and I'll just take a second. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta, gotta go over there now and fight right. them. Oh my God. All right, here we go. Um, but the one thing about this that I don't do another FromSoft I wanted to mention is they have uh, a PVP arena. It is mm. going to be the coolest PVP. I never do Souls PVP, but you can fight against other humans and their custom robots. You're just right. like, how fucking cool is that? That's like the coolest thing i want to fight i wonder if there's duos but you can have little emblems but i want to pvp people and i bet they're gonna be insane and i wonder if the joystick is up to the task i feel like the joystick will take it to the next level yes it, like it if i had that right. set up i would be more willing to dive into yes. this game i think well, i've not played one second of it with a controller i have no idea wow. how that feels like so anyway that's my rant i'm telling you a hydraulic chair mike yeah i need to get the the 40x uh version <laughs> You know, hell yeah! Just get the full simulator room. Well, there's this thing in Japan. I might check. I'm going to go to Japan for my birthday in a couple months. But they have these rooms that are five giant mech simulators, right? And these guys are right. Whatever people show up with these cards that have their pilot information. They all get in at the same time, and it's a team of five mech warriors playing some other team of five mech warriors at another arcade in another part of the city or country. That sounds awesome. Fucking thing! It's insane. Dave and Buster's uh, for me as a kid, we had something like that. I, I right. love those old school machines, dude. It kind of reminds oh, yeah. me of Virtua On, that the yes. arcade robot fighting game with two sticks. But uh, this is some serious biz. But, you know, Japan loves giant robots, you know. That's right. Yeah. Like, but let me ask you, Colin, of these three big games that are coming out, Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate 3, Armored Core 6, or Starfield, which is the most likely that you will play? I've gotten a real high off of watching you guys play Baldur's Gate 3, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, in the D&D of it all, it just seems so appealing. And yeah. the the penis measuring, like just every aspect of it. Circumcised, uncircumcised. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of options. Shoes uh, only. <laughs> that's right. Right. Don't want to step on a rock or something. No. Got to yeah. protect your feet. Absolutely. That's yeah, great. I hope you a lot get of in. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. We're lousy for good games. And also, in the end of September, we're getting Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, the, which is kind of like a whole yes. new game. So, wow. Jesus yes. Christ. Not enough when time. Jacob was just saying, like, you know, I'll, I'll wait to check this out. Like, what was hitting me and what you just said, Mike, about the avalanche that's also just coming up down the road is it's getting to holiday gaming time. Like, mm. I am going to get some serious gaming time in, but it's going to be a little later from now. 
and then I probably will get my hands on one of these three games we talked about today. I'm trying to figure out how much blood I need to donate in plasma to afford a, a Steam Deck before I go. Because I like if I had Baldur's available to on me, the Steam Deck, oh, that would be great. Flight, are you kidding me? It would be nothing. You know? Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I need to do it because it's a it's a solo trip, so it would be nice. You ride a lot of trains in Japan. Just fucking whip out some Boulder's Gate, do some dialogue, sure. throw it in your bag. Yeah. I need to get a Steam Deck. Can you get armor armor core on the Steam Deck and just? But I wouldn't have those controls with anything. Yeah. <laughs> but this right no by law, I signed a contract with Miyazaki San <laughs> himself. I should find the first software building, see if they have a big robot in the lobby. Anyway, yeah, dude. I'll update you on that as that comes closer in the next few months. But, Absolutely. Uh, Otherwise, I think we could shift over to final thoughts on this whatcha. You know, we're just out here doing the dang thing. You know, we'll catch you on the other side. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we're wrapping up a whatcha. Mike set it up top 260. Hooray! Yeah, Man. seriously. It's a lot of candles on the cake. Yep. Thank you guys for uh, keeping on, keeping on, doing all these episodes. It is a lot of fun every week just to talk about stuff that we are generally passionate about. I would say care about, but I don't know if I care about Revenge of the Falls. <laughs> but it's fun to talk about <laughs> things with you guys. Um, Absolutely. And I did forget uh, up at the top, we forgot to mention we were talking about some Disney shows and stuff. Uh, Ahsoka has started. Or the, mm. By the time this comes out, we've had three episodes, maybe a fourth. This is the same day that episode four would come out. So uh, anyway, um, I don't want to go too into it, but I'm really liking it. It's my favorite Star Wars thing, like besides Andor, like post Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Like I like it almost. It's right. It's close with Mando season one, I think. Um, wow. For me. But that being said, I've seen Clone Wars, I've seen Rebels, I know these characters, I know the lore, and like I'm just really liking getting to see it like come to fruition. And I think Dave Filoni has always been good, but if you're not someone who watched Clone Wars and Rebels and doesn't know the history of Sabine Wren and Ezra and, you know, Kane and Jarrus, yeah. like... If that I don't really care about any of those characters. Yeah, um, you might not be so excited. Gasp! The first I have not started has a lot it. of heavy lifting to like mm. do all that catch up, you know. So I, I could see it being hard. Outsiders, yeah, I have not started it. I was not planning to watch it, but probably will now because hint, hint, we may be talking about it in the future. Um, so I might be required by this podcast to watch mm-hmm. it. by law. So, <laughs> by law, we will come to your home. Um, we'll. They will throw me in Star Wars jail. That's right. Well, you know, Colin hasn't even watched Andor in about two years. So I feel like he needs to go to Star Wars jail. Well, yes. Um, Shout out to Cargo Bay. I don't know if they're going to be covering these. I imagine they would have or they will. But I I don't believe their coverage has started yet, or at least not at the time of this record. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacob. I'm evolving into the ultimate hater dog. I yeah. <laughs> do not like Star Wars. It turns out, Mike, I did not like these episodes. And yes, I have not watched Andor. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just trying not to suck right now. I don't want to take anybody's joy away. Yuck anybody's yum. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm a hater now too. Like the trailer yeah. didn't do really much for me. Even Ahsoka as a character, I'm kind of indifferent on. And like the Rosario Dawson live action version, I just really could not care less about she's what she's about. She's such a downer, Mike. Doing. She's not yeah. fun and cool. Bro, if, if, if she had to 
kill an Inquisitor when she was 16 years old. She has oh my been God. through the most shit. She has been through the most traumatic shit. She was in the Clone Wars Damn. as a teenager. Like, like there's a lot Fair. happening with that character. And I understand ah, it's not working because you don't know what I know. But fans of that show, like Fair. everybody, I think, holds that Ahsoka is like probably the best character in all of Star Wars canon. Really? As far as good guy characters. Like, to me, she's just wild. like the little kid sidekick to Anakin in the Clone no, Wars. No, man. She's the yeah. little sister. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, There's snips. a lot. Snips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, She-Ra's here. He-Man's sister. <laughs> right. You're like, great. <laughs> what, there, there's good pathos of like, she was trained by Anakin. Like, and she saw him yeah. get corrupted. And she has that right. kind of weight, too, of like, she lost him the same way Obi-Wan did and, you know, in a different way. So there, there's... Survivor guilt. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, all the other stories. To me. But if you don't know that, you don't care. Yeah. I mean, Rebels is also a show I tried to get into, but never really clicked with me or I never really continued it. It's Mm. not bad to me. It's just like, just not, you know, I don't have time to watch every show in the world, you know. Uh, I watched all Rebels. It is filler. Like, there's ways you could watch certain arcs to condense it. Right. You don't have to watch everything, man. It's like watching anime. You don't have to watch, you know, you can skip all the filler. I'm watching every episode of One Piece before we record an episode about One Piece. The thousand episodes. The anime, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to start now and never turn Um, the TV off. I'm proud of you. But Rebels, I mean, you have your favorite actress playing one of the Rebels characters. uh, Right, right. Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. Yeah, we had right. a yeah, that's Mothma, one episode. Kind of so. unfair, Mike. You're you're kind of preloaded to like this thing. Yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, she's probably my least favorite live version, hmm. like a- adaptation of these characters in this show, the live action. I think yeah. it's fine, but I do like the way Sabine Wren and uh, they made a freaking loth cat puppet. But anyway, if you like Rebels, you're probably going to like it. If you've never seen any of that stuff, you'll probably be like these guys, and it's just not going to land. To so, me. It's yeah. it looks better than like Obi Wan and in the book of Boba Fett, so I'm not saying it's going to be as bad as those shows, uh, or I hope it isn't because I mm-hmm. really thought those shows were bad. And season three of Mando bad. Um, really, mm-hmm. other than Andor, I've been a Star Wars hater for a few years now, but I don't want to mm-hmm. be a hater. You know, I want to like things generally, so I'm not trying to be cynical. Come to the dark side, Jacob. <laughs> no, you're good. Just yeah. to this good. Right, Honestly, but yeah. I'll definitely check it out at some point. Yeah, it's the production value is high. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But yeah, as a fan of those shows, I'm really happy with what I'm getting. And I'm just sorry that you can't uh, participate and feel any of that joy. Yourself, I feel. So. Yeah, I mean, production value, I don't know, because I've seen some stuff that looked like a lot of volume, a lot of, you know, cheap set looking type stuff. So I don't know. First three episodes, we've had some pretty neat space fights. There's a good interior. The spaceship interior is really good. There's a table that pops up out of the ground and pops into the ground mm-hmm. so they can train. It's like really cool I idea. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm here. Okay. For it, but okay. I'm a sucker. I'll check it out. Yeah. Anyway. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. That's yeah. I get that shirt. Um, hey, if I watch Secret Invasion, I can watch this. You know, oh, yeah, still you can watch me. anything. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, that was just, I forgot to mention that up top, but we are yeah. uh, final thoughts here. Um, yeah. Anything you guys want to mention or, you know, bring up? Hey, forward? I'm going to, I'm just going to do a very quick, not even a segment, whatever, but, uh, you know, check it out. When we started this podcast, the concept was stuff we're watching, stuff we're playing, stuff we're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Joe left, kind of the heart of our comic book knowledge left, I, I enjoy yeah. comics, but he's kind of the guru I would go to to get mm-hmm. updates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shout out an app 
Comic Geeks, uh, which is an app you can get on, you know, any device. It literally tracks your your polls, you know, what comics are out this week. It gives you everything that's published. Uh, you can sort of put in your interests and find new comics. I've been going comic crazy. I'm buying a ton of stuff. I'm just going to lift up. This is wow. for our, our oh, visual wow. What a stack quick. on video, yeah. Yeah, check Huge us out stack. on YouTube if you're listening audio only if you want to see <laughs> So check it out to shout out Adam once again. Wow. uh, A guy who was on our LV426 episode. Mm -hmm. So get this. There's an imprint now Marvel is doing for the first time called 20th Century Studios, where they're changing their Fox-owned stuff into comic books. They do three books. This was the first, Alien. The others are Predator and Planet of the Apes. So they're like adaptations of the movies? They're totally original stories. They're just using those properties for the first time Marvel in the comics and saying, hey, let's give them their own banner or whatever. The alien comics suck. I just have them because they're alien comics. But the subtitle is Thaw. It takes place on an ice planet. They dig up a xenomorph. Cool idea. That's what Alien vs. Predator was. It's basically Thing slash AVP, Mike. So you're you're 100% uh, right. Speaking of Alien, I think I mentioned last week, Noah Howley is making that Alien show, so stay tuned for that. Fede Alvarez finished an Alien movie pre-strike, so supposedly we'll get that at some point, that it's kind of going to be like a Prey style. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't mind that. We played. We liked some aliens fire team elite, you know, back in the day. It's a good universe. That's right. You use it right, but sometimes people don't. So, by the way, Neil Blomkamp, Neil Blomkamp oh, has was going to make an alien movie. movie. Yeah, but really? then he was make. Um, well, he was oh. going to, but then he said in an interview that like potentially Ridley Scott watched Chappie and said, "This guy can't handle an alien movie." And like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So that's very funny. That's what happened. Well, Chappie, not I great, but it. District 9 is like one of the best alien movies. Yeah. Yes. And now Gran Turismo, guys. Come on. Yes. Hey, who thought a gamer could become a racer? That's right. That's right. <laughs> not that's me. Fine. I'm going to become real a quick. robot pilot. In the future, when everything goes to shit, they're like, you think I'm these gamers can pilot our mechs? I'm like, yeah, I can. That's me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, kind of tie into Robot Pilot. So this is a totally new comic book. This is called Void Rivals. Oh, okay. Wow. That guy in the cover is, is a okay. big robot. Very Gundam looking. Is well, he's a Transformer. Transformers Gen oh, yeah. Transformer. Guys, wow. guess what? This is a Transformer we've met. This is Jetfire. This is the one that like oh. smoked cigars and was a Smithsonian airplane or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Do you guys remember Incredible. that guy? So check Looks this out. Like him. This is Boyd a Rides. Robert Kirkman book. Robert Kirkman, The Walking Dead creator. Yeah, like a, a huge, awesome uh, comic book writer. Yeah. Invincible, which yeah. maybe we'll do an episode of that. I, I believe season two is going to come out pretty soon, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, check it out. His imprint called Skybound, which is part of Image Comics, has the right to Transformers for the first time. So he was like, we're going to soft launch into this. I'm going to write the Transformers book. I'm going to write a... Duke spinoff and a what's his name Cobra Master what what's Cobra the Commander. name of those guys Cobra Commander thank like you Cobra Mirage. two GI Joe one shot books that also tie into what I'm calling the Energon universe so kind of what we saw hey, at the end of Beast Wars right sure. very hey. weird yeah but first I'm gonna do an original property that's in the Transformers universe that would be like if I was writing an 80s cartoon at the time and it's mm-hmm. called Void Rivals. And Mike, basically the plot is Enemy Mine. Have you seen that? Where yeah, yeah. it's 
two alien yeah. species land on a planet and they ba- they're they work at together. war with each other and they yeah. have to work together to get on. Classic. So yeah. interesting enough premise, but I'm very Star excited Trek for all Beyond. the Transformers stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. That's um, very cool. And then I'll do my last one here because I got to show mm-hmm. this off to Mike. I've been doing all the Gargoyles comics. Wow. It's from the creator of Gargoyles. It's our guy, uh, Scott Weissman. And like, oh we're up to 10 issues now. Like I've, I've got, this is the, this is a variant cover. That's the VHS cover that when we were kids yeah. of the first three Absolutely. episodes, Awakenings part one, two, and three, if you recall mm-hmm. that had this VHS cover. I loved Same. it. Oh, I love um, it. Got all the fucking comic books have the um, one shot dark ages, oh, which is a prequel oh. comic book, dude, a fucking virgin comic cover. Look at that. It's awesome. It's got every fucking gargoyle on the cover. Very right? cool. dude. Now, Mike, this is called it's called dark ages. It's set before the gargoyle human alliance. It's a prequel series where Hudson is still the leader of the gargoyles. Mm-hmm. And if you recall gargoyle myth lore, you only get a name if you're like the leader of it, like a human will like call you something and you sort of adopt that. That is why right. Goliath has a name before all the other ones. They are like, all have to pick I'll them. be, yeah, I'll be Brooklyn. I'll be, you know, Dodger Stadium. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll like, be all that bullshit. Exactly. Yes, exactly. All that crap. Wilshire. So you find out Hudson's original name, Mike, was Mentor. Mentor, huh? And he had this whole history as the guy who was in charge. Well, I love that. But just being in charge of like the fucking gargoyles and like his right hand man is clearly Demona's father. Except again, if you know gargoyle lore, Mm -hmm. all hatchlings are raised by the entire society. There is no single parent uh, given to an individual gargoyle. Of course you know that, you fool. So wow. it's just a very interesting. She's the overarching villain of the show, and Jacob, she is uh, Deanna Troy, obviously, um, yep, yep. Sure. in the cartoon series. But just so interesting to get background on her uh, and, yeah. and her lineage and stuff. So I've been loving it. They're garbage. I think they're really oh, bad, man. but I, I love be, collecting them every week. They can't be worse than the world tour arc of the show. Mm, that was pretty they're bad. They're kind of that quality. I know oh, no. he disowned all that stuff, but it is very like late in life cartoon series where you're like, you just have to set up so much stuff. This isn't fun anymore. It's like so. the Ninja Turtles 2000 series. They just did the last half of the last season was like, and time travel and like space. Yeah, lasers. why not? Like, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like Hudson. Like they yeah. do. He has some tragic stuff. Spoilers for Gargoyles lore. But when he learns how to read and then gets like glaucoma or something and then can't read, well, I'm like, this is fucking. They crazy. give him like gargoyle dementia. <laughs> like and he was. Was he voiced by uh, Keith yeah. David or is that a different one? No, he was Ed Asner. Keith David was the mm. the leader Goliath. And then oh, Jonathan right, right. Frakes was uh, Xanatos, the human. Right. Okay. Yep. So uh, who's not really popped up at all? No, but so. he's not. He, of course, he's in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I want uh, yeah. if you guys want to get into comics right now, as I'm going to say, there's a ton of good stuff. I, like October, I've got like my polls already set up on this fucking app, so I know good stuff's coming out. Where it's like nice. in a, a American Psycho, the book slash movie is going to get a comic book for the first time. Yes, I will be checking that out. Like other weird, like I don't know, like cool, like spooky season comics coming up. I, I highly recommend if you're like a comic, you know, Luddite, uh, get with this digital thing. It, it'll help you track it and help you get excited about stuff and find stuff. And that's comic geek. 
or geeks plural that comic geeks yes and i was freddie versus jason versus michael myers well and they had that ash series i would kind of kill for that i get all my archie horror stuff no we'll get we're gonna get to the alien versus predator versus ape (laughs) that's my fear is why would you do those three what is this leading towards some big event yes yeah, absolutely. Yes, I hope so. that's all I have but to say. Planet of the Apes is the part that does not mix in that. <laughs> well, they had those Ape new movies. Together strong. So. Yeah, yeah. It's time travel. The xenomorph comes down. It's fighting a predator, and then fucking Caesar comes out, and he's like, "We've got Ape this together." <laughs> Ape together that would strong. be amazing. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. guess would be cool. Malfoy gets caught up in all why of it. cookie predator, <laughs> right? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I would love that. I, I want Roddy McDowell era apes, though, like that makeup. Yes, of the original. yes, <laughs> yeah. It or kind of or the Tim yeah. Burton makeup. Oh my version. god! Yeah. Oh my god if Marky Mark was yeah. in the background, I'd Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. You know what? That's something that we might do one day. Here's this is just a throw out for the watcher. Just all the idea. Planet of the Apes. Have you seen if we did all, all the originals? The no, there's like seven originals. I, I know yes. there's like a and bunch. They're of them. nuts. I have I seen love all them, them very all. recently. Under Mike, the Planet of the incredible. Apes. I own yes. them on Blu-ray for which a has time, and I moved. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, a lot that's of a bummer. Goofy stuff. That's if we did all about. of those, then the Tim Burton one, then the three newer ones. Yeah, yeah. that could be a that could be a series. That's a, that's that's a, a lot of movies. That would be bananas. I will think about it. I would like to see that. But I love all yeah. the seventies ones. There's ones where the apes time travel to modern day uh, America or whatever, and they become celebrities yeah. because they're so oh my wild. Gosh. And then celebrity gets to their head. Like one of them becomes an alcoholic. It's like the, the <laughs> you know, the dangers of being a public figure in the seventies. Yes. It was like wow. They put their kid in a zoo, Mike. It's terrible. <laughs> they do. It's fucking wild. Uh, there's one where a group of humans is, lives underground and worships a nuclear yeah. bomb. Yeah. There's a lot of wow. wild stuff. Yeah, they get very Star Trekky. Yeah, they, they are kind and of. If you guys, like, yeah, uh, Twilight Zone esque. Yeah. So I. Get if excited. you recall, I pitched in. I think maybe our our previous uh, Star Trek episode, but there's a ton of Star Trek comics out right now. So I, I mm, think yeah. there's stuff you guys might be interested in finding too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, y'all can read, learn to read like Hudson, and check out these comics. I would yeah, them just my covers. The covers are pretty cool. I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love. Them. Nice. And shout out to Colin wearing his Strange New Worlds Star Trek shirt. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, is about to get a comic. Lower Deck Strange New Worlds uh, collab, you'd say. That's right. Right, right. Yeah. Nice. Um, but that's that's I'm wrapped up there. How about how about you guys? Jacob, any final thoughts? Anything last thing? Looking you want forward to, to uh there's a lot of gaming, a lot of big games came coming out in the past couple months. Uh a lot of TV to catch up on, new movies I need to catch up on, and uh, yeah, just gonna keep yeah, watching, keep playing. Yeah, it's really hard to have two entire lives between Baldur's Gate, flying robots, I know. and staying alive as a real person. And this all happens to be happening during one of the busiest times of my recent years. Of just, I'm just in my personal life. I'm just very busy. Yep. Have less time than usual for yes. gaming and watching things. So it's and been I a struggle. Spend more time than usual doing all. Of yeah, that. yes, it's, it's a bad a real struggle. Schedule is truly packed. Yeah, <laughs> if uh-huh. I could just quit my real life and just play Baldur's Gate 24 hours a day, I would. You know, right? You telling me it's these gamer feasible. kids are going to become a tiefling for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David Harbor, I'm te- <laughs> teach us how. Um, but yeah, a gamer could become a tiefling. <laughs> You think a gamer yeah. could actually play hey, son, true on a story. tabletop? Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get David Harbour uh, on the phone. Let's do it. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, David Harbour was a tiefling, technically. He was Hellboy. <laughs> That's right. He got his horns cut off. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's from the Infernal Plane. That's where the portal That's right. was. That's hey, truly what he was. Yeah. Of the nine hells. That's all that the Nazis opened up. Anang Sun Rama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. Well, I'm glad we figured that out. We know Avernus is tied to the Hellboy universe. Um, That's right. Well, we know he'll <laughs> yeah. do anything for... You know, a big enough paycheck. So he was a Red Guardian <laughs> twice. If you think about Hellboy too, actually. Yeah. What do you think about Creatures Commando, Jacob? Cre- creature hey. Commandos. You know me, James Gunn. I trust him. Can't be worse than uh, you know the DC the past couple of years. So also cool. shout out to Blue Beetle. Has anyone watched that yet? No. Nope. Um, unfortunately, a huge box office bomb. Like I unfortunately predicted because. Zolo, Maraduena, we love him. Yeah, Cobra we love Kai. him. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do. <laughs> and hey, you know, I wasn't on our Flash episode. I did recently watch that on Max, oh, and it was boy. the craziest film I've ever seen in my life. So just yeah. let me put that on record real quick. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage. Wow. Thank you for... I love that. I love that. <laughs> I loved... I Boy, I don't know. I don't you know. love no the cameo. My theater seemed to know what i knew when i saw that spider mm. and nick cage i was truly aghast but you love george clooney popping up at the end mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't believe it the aqua you guys didn't talk about the aquaman part the aquaman thing at the end is so oh, disrespectful the to the character <laughs> yeah. it is like it is truly they're like hey let's fucking convince everybody Aquaman's the worst again. And you're like, no, Jason Moe has worked so hard at this. <laughs> well, he still has another movie coming out. You. Yeah. So yeah. he'll have a proper send off, I guess. You I could guess. Say. Boy. Yeah. Before he's recast as Vandal Savage or something. <laughs> Lobo. DCU. Yeah. Lobo. Yeah, man. I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I don't know. Uh, and I don't, I certainly wouldn't mind if you guys would leave a like, Share a comment. Tell us what you've been up to recently, and we really appreciate Absolutely. us, especially if you've been around from the early days. Two hundred and sixty. My, if God. you've been around from episode one to two sixty, I mean, Thank first you. of all, you're wasting your life listening to. What us. are you doing? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank I you. definitely have not listened to two hundred and sixty <laughs> episodes of this podcast. No, so you should not. Mm-hmm. I no, barely listen to you guys when, when you talk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just waiting for my <laughs> turn to say the thing that I want to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. We all admit it. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's been a great ride, though. Thanks, Normies, for listening to us. And uh, see you on the next one, right? Yeah. yeah, if you could see my screen, it's been a Baja blast. Uh, wow. At least. <laughs> Like Mike said, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we mentioned we're doing our new long-form series coming up. I can't remember if we mentioned that, that we're not going to be doing that into October. Obviously, we've got the spooky season coming up. But yes. we're looking for some suggestions for some last-minute September stuff. So yes. you hit us up with some emails right now, some suggestions. You might sneak something in here, whatever you want to hear. So rate, review, subscribe, right. leave us a message. At normies underscore like underscore us. And check and out Colin, the YouTube page. Normies yeah. like us at I was thinking about it. We will be covering something pirate related in the month of September. That's right. Change new worlds. And hit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lower decks. Lower decks. Um, sure, even better. Let's yeah. say a lot of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's a, a foreshadowing hint for you there, Norm. That's My timbers right. are shivering. <laughs> um, yeah, we do appreciate. It. I guess. I guess it's the, this is the outro, everybody. We. Uh, it's been fun. It's uh yes. Here's a with your host. More. Yeah. Uh, this is Colin. This is Mech Pilot Mike. 
professional mech pilot. And this is soon to be Space Captain Jacob. That's right. Sails ahoy. I was going to yeah. say Baldur's Jake. <laughs> Baldur's Jake the third. That's Baldur's Jake three. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Baldur's Gate based on a true story. Absolutely. Fires of Mike Rubicon. <laughs> yes. Yes. We just call it Ruby. Four. F-O-R. A-C-F-O-R. Yeah. Okay. Based Thanks on for true sticking story. around, guys. Based on a true Bye. story. Bye. Next time. Bye. I don't know why I Star trek at the end, but I did. <laughs> My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!